feel like I got vaccinated just to do open mics. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, you got, you got vaccinated just to do open mics? Yeah, like, I feel like oh, that's why I did it. Okay. Like, that was why. You know, like, some people are like, I need it for my dating profile. I'm like, I need it for this next five minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I needed it because I need my dad to get off my case, basically. It was just, like, every day. He was like, you got the vaccine? You got the vaccine? I'm just like, fine, Jesus, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you should have just told him, you're like, it's not available for people under 16. And he's like, I know your real age. And you're like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I am technically a teacher, so I can, um, I got it early, so. <laughs> oh, perfect. I mean, I was, that's my first question. I can show you the question. This is, uh, are you legally allowed to teach? <laughs> what? What do you mean by that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have a bit about how you got fired oh, because yeah. of stand-up. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, did you lose your license for this? Is there a, li- or is there a license for this? No, I mean, there, there is a teaching license, but you can't lose it for doing stand up. <laughs> <So, laughs> that's definitely not, not one of the way uh, your bit made it sound. I was like, oh, she may have uh, really lost a good job. Yeah, I did. I did lose a really, really good job, but uh, mm-hmm. I still have my teacher's teacher's license. I, d- I do uh, substitute teaching. Okay. Were you substitute teaching before? Uh, before I got fired or? Did you get fired from a job where you were substitute oh. or did you get fired from a job where you were a regular? Yeah, I got fired from a job that I had been at for 12 years. There you go. Yeah. Full time. I, mean, I, was, the, I was the highest paid English teacher in the Bay Area. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was in the Bay Area. Did you start in the Bay Area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Like all I know is that about, it feels like two or three years ago. All of a sudden you were all over Hollywood and that was it. Like you just like yeah. landed running. Well, yeah, I was going back and forth between San Francisco and LA for a whole year before mm-hmm. I moved to, before I moved to LA. So when did you move to LA? Oh God. Um, what? Three years ago now? I think three years okay. ago. Yeah. But before that I was going back and forth. Okay. That makes sense. Wait, so how long did you do stand up in San Francisco? About two years. So I've been okay. doing stand-up around five and a half years now. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Because not my next question, but the question under that was how you hit the ground running so hard. And it makes sense because you came in with prior experience. I just thought you just came in because as far as, you know, Aaron's concerned, we've never mm-hmm. had a real personal one-on-one conversation. I've only seen right. you at things and I just see how supportive and nice you are to like everybody. Uh-huh. And so I was just like, oh, Okay. She, uh, I felt like because you were so supportive and nice, like she must be, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just from the Midwest. (laughs) We're just, we're just super nice because, um, I don't know. We have, we don't have the confidence to be rude. So (laughs) (laughs) see, I'm like also totally, I know I'm kind of standoffish. I know I'm a nice person, but I also have a, I definitely have a wall in front of me, especially at open mics. And so Mm -hmm. I just, cause, cause I like that that boundary that I can just witness people and judge them and all the other such things where you're just <laughs> she new. But then it was like, you were also just like everywhere and like getting on all these shows. Or I was also like, she's hit the ground running really hard. Like mm-hmm. I would put you in maybe like the top three people I've seen that just really hit the ground running at. Thanks. I take, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> that has to be a compliment. Yeah, How would yeah, that be no, mean? 
I just, I think it was because, yeah, I, I came up in San Francisco and then mm. I knew I wanted to move to LA. Uh, so instead of just directly moving to LA, I, I was going back and forth for, for about mm. almost a year. Um, so the hidden the ground running was completely by design. It wasn't just, hey, yes. we all like how nice she is. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely by design. Um, and I mean, I've moved every three years of my life. So I just, I know how to move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's I funny. want friends before I live there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so you must have grown up in the military. Yeah, I grew up in the Air Force. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. So did you ever want to be Air Force at any point in time? Absolutely not. No, um, it was it was traumatic, really, mm -hmm. in so many ways, because um, I, I left my entire life behind every three years. So yeah. it was as though and this is before the Internet, cell phones, all of that shit. Right. Because I'm old. So we're almost I, the same age. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 44 in September. It's crazy. Um, but I'm going to yeah. be 44 in January. Of, uh, I think, 2026. Oh, yeah, we're almost the same age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have gone to the same high school at different times. Right. I guess you could have been a freshman, yeah? Yeah. So I wouldn't have known you. Yeah, but as an adult, <laughs> but as an adult that age gap of only two or three years is minute because that still mm -hmm. meant that we grew up on the same shows and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay you convinced me we're the same age Erin <laughs> thank you thank you you don't have to card me now just only card Rachel <laughs> oh no way but you're saying you're used to being able to just leave things behind so yeah a life yeah, of loyalty made no sense yeah no I do I do it pretty regularly um like pretty much right now I love that everything I own can fit in my car mm -hmm. so that makes yeah. me surprised that you're three years into Los Angeles it's time for you to move to Austin I think that's what the watch says. You know, I would, but my kid lives there, so. Oh, yeah, you don't want to get closer. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Uh, he, yeah, he grew up in Austin, so I've been to Austin a lot, uh, but mm -hmm. mostly just to visit my kid. And I'm, I'm not leaving LA. Uh, I love what Rachel Wolfson tweeted about people who moved to Austin, and like if they want to come back, they should have to audition. I think that that is like just that's hilarious. <laughs> that would like, be no, so funny. Left. Yeah, exactly. You need a gatekeeper for them to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Although it sounds like your son's cool. Every time we talk about your son and your act, it seems like he'd be really awesome to hang out with. Yeah, he's he is a lot of fun. He's kind of my straight man, I guess. Like I'm the goofy, wacky, weird one. Which is and... ironic. <laughs> yeah. And he's the very um, mother, mother, you shouldn't <laughs> do that, you know, like. I, like, I just enjoy making him very, very uncomfortable mm -hmm. in public situations. Um, I laugh my ass off and, and he eventually comes around for it, but for like, sure. I, I took, I took him to Italy. That was so fun. <laughs> I took him to Rome for two weeks and Tell me it wasn't this last year. No, it was, uh, it was, yeah. um, I it was right before I moved to LA. So okay. yeah, about three years ago, I think he was 16, 15, 16. Um, but people were really straight up confused and I was just taking advantage mm. of it so much because you know, <laughs> what like mom and kid go to Rome together <laughs> and mm -hmm, exactly. people are confused about my age all the time anyways. And he's huge. He's like yeah. six, five. So 
people are confused about his age too, but I don't know. So I was just like, I put my hand on his thigh and like stroke his cheek and oh, stuff. God. And people were like, what is going on? <laughs> and for those only listening, I would mm-hmm. guess Rachel's at least a decade younger than she actually is. Thank I just you. happened to only find out her age like a week ago from a tweet. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I can actually, that's like a dynamic for you to sit there and just embarrass your son relentlessly. I think that's what you need. Mm-hmm, as the mm-hmm. jokester you're like no 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 i need to be the one that sets the trigger on this mm-hmm, wait so if mm-hmm. you lived in all these different places can you list some of the places you live uh i've lived in illinois missouri north carolina arizona and alaska also all united states all united states yeah but alaska doesn't really consider itself the united states so <laughs> they, Come don't. On. they don't we they put always a star don't. on the flag for them I know we did, but if you ask an Alaskan, like if an Alaskan goes to Europe um, and they're like, where are you, um, where are you from? They don't say the U.S. or uh, they don't say they're American. They always just say they're Alaskan. And then they always refer to the rest like of the United Puerto States. Like they're Puerto Rico? Yeah, they refer to the rest of the United States as the lower 48, you know, <laughs> like it's just. Yeah. Well, I've heard my Hawaiian friends call it the mainland. Yeah. And yeah. so they like find a way to disassociate, which honestly hurts a little bit. Um, being from Arizona and from the mainland, but also I get it. Mm-hmm, I was thinking mm-hmm. about that today where people are like, oh, sure, I was raised in America, but I'm more like Italian. And you're like, well, one, no, you're not. But I totally understand why you want to disown the whole country right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of a shit storm, but it's mm-hmm. our shit storm. So <laughs> that's exactly what I feel. like it's the Bundys. Like, listen, yeah. we get, don't get along, but it's who we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what family's not dis- disastrous and that's what america is but the giant disastrous family yeah i mean sometimes we get together and somebody makes a great pot roast and it works out you know like- <laughs> <laughs> it's true like i've never thought to go to eat at a place and then afterwards be like hey what what's your uh political affiliation so i can know if i come back here or not like no 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 yeah. just let me have the food yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was that moment in time where everybody was upset about freedom fries, right? Mm-hmm. You can't call them French fries anymore. If you, yeah, exactly. serve, if you serve French fries, we're not eating in your establishment. Like, I don't know, maybe that was just in Arizona, but I remember that very clearly. I remember that specifically, <laughs> you know, exactly. And I remember Chick-fil-A having a big problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, they always have a big problem. <laughs> no, exactly. But then I was also like, In-N-Out Burgers always had the bible verse on the bottom of their cup so where do i draw the line yeah i don't care if it tastes good i'm gonna eat it so yeah you exactly. call whatever you want <laughs> mm-hmm. well i mean you went a different route you're like i'm vegan none of this oh, affects yeah. me all uh, of it's yeah, liberal I was, I was vegan i was vegan <laughs> oh you uh, got rid of it yeah the problem you saw is, a doctor got rid of it yeah <laughs> what food all brought you favorite, in all my favorite foods are not vegan and um the pandemic really I don't know. I, I just, uh, had like a whole reassessment of like, of my values. <laughs> I was like, What makes me happy? And that is ye rustic in chicken wings. So that's what brought you in the chicken wings from ye rustic again. <laughs> I live down the street from there. And when I saw that they were like, our, our kitchen's still open. I'm like, no one's going to their kitchen. Oh my God. Turns out wings. the answer was you were. Yeah. So many people are. Have you had the wings there? No, I've never had the wings there. Oh my God. They're so good. They're so good. I had one burger there once, but I'll try the wings next time I'm there for sure. I, 
they're the best wings I've had in a, like, I can't remember. I think they might be the best wings I've had. Okay, wait. So <laughs> I used to be vegan years ago. Mm-hmm. And then there was a chicken sandwich that brought me back. <laughs> what was and it? It was the blackened chicken sandwich from a place called East Coast Subs in Tucson, Arizona. That's now burnt down. The whole Aww. restaurant blackened. I know. <laughs> Although I'll tell you, I went there the last couple of years. The guy would stop loving it. You know, like you definitely felt like it was on the other side of its era. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when the first time I went there, my friend ordered the blackened chicken sandwich and I just watched him eat it and I was smelling it. And I knew in my head, even then I was like, I'm coming back tomorrow with no friends so I can actually order the chicken sandwich I want. Oh, I thought you were vegan. Were you vegan? Like, well, you're eating the chicken. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like to avoid the shame. Yep. And yep. then like, I did it like three days in a row. And then on the fourth day, I told my roommate, I was like, hey, I've been eating chicken and I want it again. Let's go get it. And he was like, so excited. <laughs> that's good. That's like, a, I mean, as long as you're not one of those obnoxious vegans, like I, that's basically what happened for me too. Like all my friends were like, yay, we can eat with you again. <laughs> it was Did like you a surprise vegan coming it? out party, you know? Like, 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 like the waiter shows up and you're like, the nachos, please. And they were like, oh my God, she's back. Or were you like, get, get wings, you know, like, which. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I've taken it a little too far. Like I, um, I'm now obsessed with beef carpaccio. So <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It is raw beef. Um, it's, oh yeah, okay. it's so sushi, it's, uh, but also from Texas. But beef, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it's um, like pounded, pounded, really flat and thin with garlic and olive oil and seasonings. And then you kind of scoop it up on, put it on like French bread with Parmesan cheese and capers. And it's fucking amazing. I, I am obsessed. And where with do you it. get this? Uh, the place that I like the most is actually in Sh- Encino or in <sighs> Sherman Oaks. Yeah, I know. Um, actually, my most favorite place to get it is in Homa, Louisiana. Well, I'm not going out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's this really great Italian restaurant in Sherman Oaks. I'm trying to, oh, it's called Pagliacci's. Trattoria Taverna. And that sounds like so intimidating. I wouldn't even go. So I'm like, if I can't read the title of the restaurant, I'm not going to do well on the menu. Oh, the, the menu is, is pretty straightforward. The, the food is just ridiculous there. Like I was, I was kind of blown away from it by it. And I asked the waiter, I was like, how come this food is so like, this food is as good as the food I had in Italy. And he's like, oh, the chef is from Rome. Oh, well, now I'm definitely going. Okay, here we go. he insists that they do everything like exactly the way they do it in Italy. And it's all fresh and they make like fresh pastas there. It's crazy. So I've gained 10 pounds and I eat a lot of meat now. (laughs) Okay. I love gaining weight. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I always, after a couple years of gaining weight, have to pull back and lose the weight again mm-hmm. but and people would even i've even get to the point where people will save comments so like you let yourself go and you're like it's been great you know yeah, like, yeah i was loving it i was uh i think i pretty much let myself go around halloween and th- and now i'm at the point now where i'm like i just i just went all in with stasia patwell 
she's my personal trainer now and she's slapping food out of my hand and telling me to walk 10,000 steps a day. So, Oh my Lord. Is that <laughs> that's what <where> I <laughs> she's done something? I actually sent her a message. It's like, mm-hmm. just as a man in the comedy scene, thank you for all of the things you've done for all the women. <laughs> I know, right? She's killing it. I mean, she's killing her asses too. Oh my God. Yeah, no, exactly. Like she's inspired so many. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's strictly female comedians. I don't know if there's any males that are taking the class. I don't know. I haven't checked. It's a strictly female comedian mm-hmm. or female class. It doesn't have to just be, it's not just comedians, but there are yeah. a ton of us. She's got a great, I mean, she's just got a great. Wait, let's hold on, plug it. We, we've only talked around it. So it's called School of Th- uh, Thought, T H O T. School of Thought. Yeah, School of Thought. And she's a comic. And so she was doing, she started as soon as lockdown started. Yeah, and she like, started to do those Zoom classes. And then it really just blew up. Yeah, yeah, and a bunch of comics. It seemed like more and more that I saw just starting to get on the board of it. And now we're, we're a year in. We've seen mm-hmm. some real transformations. Oh yeah, Laura bites. Oh my god. Oh exactly. Like she's like borderline getting. It's like become a credit for her. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh yeah, so proud of like everybody because like everyone's just like so thrilled with themselves, and she's like gets to be the like Sasha. It's not Sasha. Um, what is it? Stasha? Stasia. Stasia. My apologies, Stasia, if you're listening. Stasia. It gets to be the queen of the mountain. It's like look at look at my army I created. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're all really supportive of each other. Um, I just love her attitude because she she's constantly mm-hmm. yelling, "You don't have to like it. You don't have to like everything." And oh, I that's so smart. Love it, love it. Because uh, that's true. That's so mm-hmm. true, right? And I was being such a whiny little bitch about food, like, but I don't have anything to look forward to. She's like, "Look forward to your fucking life. Like, stop looking forward to the Oreo cookie, you know." And I was like, "Yeah." It's, it's a whole philosophy. It's great. Um, is there anything else we could steal and say that like, because not only is it just all the working out, but she has you guys all on like these diets Mm -hmm. and you're all getting cut. Yeah. It's like, it's, um, and it's interesting. It's like, uh, it's just a different way of thinking about eating Mm -hmm. and, um, what you put in your mouth, why you put in your mouth, like that sort of thing. So I like, I like not calling it a diet because it really is like a different way of thinking about food um, yeah no for sure that's exactly yeah. what i was like trying to lead into like what is that new way of thinking about food not like it's a diet it's just like you say you're looking it's, forward to life i guess yeah yeah instead of like instead of like looking forward to food like it really you're looking forward to you know yeah mm-hmm. experiences life you know everything else um and you get to eat have good things or whatever um you get to give yourself a treat or whatever it's just uh you know staying within your macros is mm-hmm really important and then um getting those workouts in so i'm excited awesome. i just yeah i just started the plan with her i was just doing the workouts on zoom but mm-hmm. um i just started the plan with her so i'm excited as we see that's super see cool yeah, yeah i've seen everybody like you know of course laura but then there's a couple other comics out there too that are doing it like i feel like eight or ten of them where i've seen people just lose different levels of weight and all excited mm-hmm. and happy about it mm-hmm. um i wanted you to speak on something that I've had someone talk to me about, believe it or not. Okay. I know you, like I said, I've had a wall at open mics where people have mentioned that I have a positive demeanor, even though I'm still in open mics. And I want to like, I think you're like the shining example of that, of somebody who is happy and just generally positive when at these open mics. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. people feel like they're going to be miserable until one day they get some credit. And then all of a sudden something f- switches in their head, which I don't think is true. I feel right. like you have to find that happiness and take that happiness and then the things happen around you. 
I totally agree. I think having a positive attitude is everything. Um, and I try my best. I mean, I'm not constantly always positive. Like there, there's definitely been times this year where I just have not gotten out of bed. Um, yeah. but, um, getting out is, is something that's really important to me. And I'm such an extrovert that I'm, I mean, I'm being happy and nice to everybody, but it's really because I'm sucking your energy, you know, like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like I need you, like, I need that, um, positive vibe going back and forth, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, to keep me Although I can sane. see that in your interactions with people. I don't see you sucking energy out of people. People don't look <laughs> drained when you walk. Oh away. yeah. No, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a back and forth. It's a give and take. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I don't see any reason to not be kind at least, yeah. uh, to, to everyone. Um, so it's yeah, you get what you give out, you know, you get what you put out there. For sure. So you're like a Beatles song or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not original at all. <laughs> Didn't say that. The Beatles are original. <laughs> <laughs> they are. You're like them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that you're like a monkey's song. Yeah, thank you. Although I thought that they were cuter, really, when it gets down. You to like it. the monkeys more than the Beatles. I think that the monkeys were were cuter. They were a cuter band than the Beatles. <laughs> okay. Name the one that you think is cuter. Oh yeah, I don't know anybody's names. <laughs> exactly, but name a Beatles name. Uh, uh, Ringo. He's the least attractive one. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> and possibly the least famous of the Beatles. <laughs> Some would consider John Lennon to be the most famous. Oh yeah, John Lennon. I never he was attractive no 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 i'll take i'll i'll say that no one's even asking me but paul mccartney was the cutest of the beatles okay but george okay. was my favorite okay i can see that i mean they were all mm-hmm. kind of like you know got that british boy look so uh. <laughs> yeah i didn't say i would marry any of them but i also <laughs> didn't say i would want to get with any of the monkeys either yeah no i guess not they're cute i mean whatever okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible at trivia. So um, it just does like my brain immediately shuts down when anybody asks me a trivia question. I will know the answer, but I won't know it for like until like two hours later. <laughs> yeah, that's not what good at trivia needs. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah, Jeopardy doesn't take 12 hours. You know, it's a 30 minute show. Yep, yep. And everybody will win before I even remember what an answer is. So, all right. Well. I have one final question. Mm-hmm. So it's a little short answer out of you. And that's, we're going to give you a situation. Somebody kidnaps you. Okay. 30 minutes later, they're like, I can't stand you talking so much. They drop you off. What were you talking about that made them just like pull over and be like, I can't even kidnap you. I can't handle this anymore. I was probably talking about them. Um, Uh, if you enjoy Rachel D and enjoy this interview, follow her on Instagram at Rachel D Comedy. She spells D out, so it's D E E. So Rachel D E E Comedy 
on Instagram and she's always plugging her shows and she's got a million shows. You can tell she's a very likable person. She's very funny. So everyone really enjoys having her around. And because of that, she's constantly busy. She's one of the busiest people I've ever seen. The other person I would say that's a lot like her is um, Kate Quigley. When Kate Quigley first hit the scene, she all of a sudden had a million shows and was just super nice and fun to be around and everyone just wanted to be around her. And boom, Kate's turned into a star and Rachel's getting there. And so that's kind of exciting and fun. And I was really excited to have her. We've never had a conversation. So it was really nice to just be able to sit down. And she's so busy that she was like, uh, she gave me a window. I was like, I can do it at five. And she's like, I can give you four to 4.30. And I was like, we can do that. She goes, I gotta be out. And I'm like, I know, but the show's short. Like she's just busy, but she gave the time of day and she didn't even seem rushed at the time. You know, like, I appreciate that. I don't know why I need to tell you all that stuff, but I do. I just wanted you to know that it was like, even though she was pressed for time, you certainly didn't feel that when you were listening to this. Wonderful. Rachel D. Up next, the very next episode. Next week, if you're listening to this now, or who knows, maybe you're listening in a month. It feels like for the first month, the downloads are kind of the same week to week. There's a little bit of a drop off the second week, but the second, third, fourth week, people are still listening pretty constantly. Um... Keith Carey. So Keith Carey is next. Maybe you're listening now in the past and Keith Carey's already, the interview's already waiting. I've already talked to him, so I already know what the interview's like. And it's a great interview. I had a great time with Keith Carey. I have known him immediately. One of the first people I met doing stand-up when I started doing it, I was doing a lot of Orange County open mics because I was sleeping in my car in Orange County. And so that's where the open mics were. That's where Aaron was. And that's where Keith Carey was. That's where he grew up. Always hilarious. He was hilarious from the beginning. He's hilarious now. I've never had a conversation with him I didn't love. And you guys are going to love this conversation. Uh, You may know him from the roast battles. Or he's also been a writer on a lot of things on TV. Most recently, Lights Out with David Spade. I talked to him a little bit about David Spade. So, yeah. Enjoy it. It's going to be good. Over here in Aaron World, I uh, just went to my first party fully vaccinated full of other fully vaccinated people. It was a birthday party, and uh, I took my mask off in front of people for the first time. I've got to say, the night before I was at a stand-up comedy show that was outside, people were sitting shoulder to shoulder. I did not take my mask off. I was like, this is not the way. And, uh, and then I went to the birthday party, and since it was like close friends, it wasn't I was amongst 100 strangers. I took the mask off, and we played Uno, and I had a good time, and it was, it was great. Happy birthday to Clayton Thomas. It was his birthday. I think he's the third episode ever of this podcast, which I was thinking I should have him back on, just a little catch-up of what his life has been like. But it was, a, it was a fun time. But I do have to admit, I'm nervous, even though I'm fully vaccinated. First time out with regular people, so I was like, I uh, better schedule a, <laughs> a COVID test. I'm a, I'm gonna be like, like I am Bob on this. I can tell already. Like this is not, Aaron is not being chill, and I apologize. You guys deserve a chiller, Aaron. If you guys want a chiller, Aaron, you can still buy stickers and pins. I'll definitely send them to you. Always happy every time I sell one. Um, it seems like about once a week, randomly, you just get the update from from Venmo or PayPal, and you're like, oh, someone sent me ten dollars randomly. I better, better go ahead and send them the pin always brightens my day makes me know people are listening and just enjoying me thinking of me when out there in the world and it was just like ah positive impact love it yes um 
Yeah, I think that about wraps this up. My brother says this is the most awkward part of the podcast. But I always find it awkward to talk when I'm in a room by myself. You know, like, that's why the podcast is talking to people. Talking to myself. Like, when I'm not around people, I just won't talk for days. Like, during quarantine, it was like I texted people a ton. Or got on the phone and I talked people's ears off. But I, if there's not a person to look at, there's not, I'm not, I'm not talking. So, I'm not great with the only conversation. Which is weird, because that's what stand-up kind of is. But... Hey, here we are. Uh, you can follow me at Aaron M. Marsh on everything. Guys, love you for listening. Thank you very much. Guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, Find a place in this world or never be long. I've got to be me.